You're listening to a message from the Winsboro Church of Christ. This is the Winsboro.Church podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or prayer requests, you can get in touch with us at any time through our website at winsboro.church. Good morning, church. We are so glad again to be able to present these lessons to you, me and KT together. And this morning, we are jumping into a fairly well-known story in Luke chapter 10, the story of Mary and Martha. And this series, Table of My Lord, uh, this one's actually about the prep for the table. Uh, Jesus is in the house teaching, but they're not eating yet. Martha is in the back getting ready to eat. Now, as they were on their way, Jesus entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him as a guest. Now, that's a good thing. And in this story, we see that in the previous lessons, there was usually this judgmental, self-righteous person that Jesus says, hey, don't be like that. This story, there's there's not that classic good guy, bad guy, black hat, white hat, you know, Roy Rogers classic, you know, you know who the good guy and the bad guy is. Martha is a good woman. She is welcoming Jesus into her house. That's a beautiful thing. And she's not doing it with presumptuousness like Simon the Pharisee was last week. She's just eagerly saying, my Lord, yeah, come and be in my house and I will take care of you and your followers. And it was probably a big group. Uh, Jesus had his 12 apostles that were very often with him. At the beginning of chapter 10, we see that Jesus sends out the 72 disciples. So Jesus had a large group of disciples that followed him, not just the 12 apostles. And in Acts chapter 1, we look at the 120 in Jerusalem. So somewhere 50, 7,500, even more could have been traveling with Jesus. And Martha welcomes them into her house and says, yeah, come in. And she's got a lot of work to do because that's a lot of mouths to feed. Let's keep going. Verse 39. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he said. But Martha was, my translation says, distracted with all the preparations she had to make. So she came up to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work alone? Tell her to help me. Jesus, help me. I mean, I I sympathize with Martha. I I can only imagine it's a big burden, and she's the host, and she needs Mary, who also lives in the house, to be a good and gracious host. And again, Martha is not wrong, I don't think. I I don't think Martha is bad in this story. I think she is, well, as the scripture says, distracted. There's work to be done. And so she comes up to Jesus and says, tell her to help me. I think her even saying that is just a cry for help, right? That she's at her wit's end. And in a lot of ways, it's just showing the amount of stress that she has in this moment to come to Jesus and say, here's my sister. She's not doing anything. It makes me think of whenever I was a kid and I had to do yard work and I, I look to my dad and say, Dad, you told my brother to help and he's not doing his part. He's not picking up sticks. He's been over there in the corner doing who knows what. I've and, heard that before myself. Right, exactly. <laughs> and and you're just sitting there and you're distressed and, and you want to get the job done and that's not a bad thing. But she gets distracted 
with all the stuff to be done. And she, like most of us in that moment, looks to the people around us and says, why aren't you helping? And Jesus has what I think is a beautiful, beautiful response in verse 41. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, Martha. Oh, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> a lot like the Brady Bunch is what I, it makes me think of, you know, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Jesus simply says, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. He says it right there. You're anxious and you're troubled about many things. One of the best scriptures I know of is in 2 Peter 5 or 7, where it talks about casting our anxieties on Jesus because he cares for us. Jesus, in this story and in every story story we see of him, he's a non-anxious presence. Um, Being in youth ministry, I I didn't go to school for youth ministry. I went to school for communication, and uh, therefore I'm blessed each year to go to our national conference on youth ministry. And one of the best things that I've heard uh, time and again, year after year, is the importance for the youth to have non-anxious presence in their life. A lot of them come from houses where that's not the case. I remember even in my own household where I say I grew up in a very good family. There were times where there were some anxious (laughs) presence, (laughs) both from my parents and and from me and my brother. And uh, it's not easy, but it's important. It's crucial. It's very difficult for us to cast our anxieties on him, but scripture's clear for us to do it because he is that non-anxious presence for us. And he doesn't stop there. He says, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But in verse 42, he says, but one thing is necessary. And Mary, he says, has chosen the better, the best part. Mm. That one thing is necessary. Now, I hear Jesus say that. And I hear you talking about not being anxious. Right. But just this morning, I was on the phone call with Lisa about what the plumber was saying I need to do in order for him. I mean, I got a lot to be anxious about. Mm -hmm. And I have used the line of, well, if I don't do it, who will? And I felt that way. And sometimes even I've been frustrated in getting a professional to come out of my house, paying the money, and then I have to go back and redo something uh, my best side does not, my non-anxious side does right. not present itself in that moment. I have vocally, you know, and strongly expressed my dissatisfaction in instances like that because I'm like, the whole reason I paid a professional was that they would do it and I wouldn't mm-hmm. mess it up. But now i got to fix what they did wrong. And, and that's just a small part of what it means to be a homeowner, what it means to just live in any house to do anything is there's a lot to be anxious about and i have to ask yeah i say, i hear you jesus but somebody's got to do it that, that's my go-to response and lisa being a mother of six she reads this story and she totally sympathizes with martha i mean she gets martha and she and sometimes We've had guests over to our house, and I've been at the table just shooting the bull, you know, with whoever sitting there with me, and Lisa's sweating and working and slaving over the stove, and I've got a good woman, a great wife, and she loves to serve, and I think Martha did too. She she was yep. liking to serve, but she just wanted a little help, and that's not a bad thing, and she came out and said, somebody's got to do it, Jesus. But that's the thing. Think back to 
a Christmas when you had family over, or Thanksgiving, or some other time. What do you remember? Uh, do you remember exactly all the food that was set? Do you remember uh, the house being perfectly clean? And uh, you, know, you want to be a good host. I get Martha wanting to be a good host. I don't want people to come over to my house and feel uncomfortable because things, there's dog hair everywhere or whatever. So our dog is shedding like crazy. She's, pre <laughs> she's pregnant right now. And oh, we just right. have piles of hair lying around the floor. So if the visitor's coming over, yeah, let's make it where they don't have to step through the dog hair. So I, I want to be a gracious host, but at the same time, somebody coming over to my house won't necessarily remember the dog hair. I hope not. <laughs> what I hope to remember is that non-anxious presence. Hmm. And, you know, and Mary and Martha are long gone now, but 10,000 years, like Amazing Grace says, you know, after worshiping for 10,000 years in our Father's presence with, ten, with, you know, and haven't even just begun, what do you think they remember? Do you think Martha remembers just working in the kitchen and all the stuff that needed to get done? I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't want to be focusing on that for 10,000 years, but you know what? I bet Mary remembered this moment. Yeah. Even now in heaven, as I would picture her. And into the future, she sat at the feet of Jesus. And yeah, there was a lot that needed to be done. Well, there's always stuff that needs to be done. Right. There will always will be stuff that needs to be done. And I'm not saying we should neglect our responsibilities, but don't be controlled by them. Martha was controlled by them. And I found myself controlled by them, where I have to do this or it's not going to get done and the world is going to fall apart. Well, it might not get done, but the world won't fall apart. We'll survive. We'll be okay, even if I skip a meal because I wasn't in the kitchen preparing it. I'll be all right if I could spend the time with Jesus. And that's what Mary chose, and Jesus says she's chosen the better part, Martha. Martha, what you're doing is bad, but don't try to take this away from Mary. And that's probably the most impactful line in all this for me is... We tend to criticize. We tend to hear people's criticisms. And with all the meals, there's usually some kind of criticism. Why isn't this going on this way, though? The, complaining about the sinners, complaining about the uh, tax collectors, complaining about Mary not working. In any of those instances, Jesus says, you aren't the boss of this table. I am. And if she wants to be here, I want her here. And you can't take that away from her. If we want to be in Jesus' presence, Jesus wants to be with us. And sitting at the table of my Lord, I don't have to worry about somebody else running me off or distracting me or pushing me aside. Jesus says, no, Colby, that's your spot. And I've saved it for you. It'll be here waiting for you when you're not anxious and worried. I think Martha could have sat down too. It's right here, but you don't get to take away Mary's spot. And nobody can take away mine. I can get up and walk away and get distracted like Mount Martha with all the stuff to do. But when it comes down to it, Jesus said, she's in a good spot and I'm not going to make her leave, Martha. She's choosing what's best. She's choosing 
the bread of life. She's choosing the words of her Savior, which will last a whole lot longer than any meal we prepare. Let's pray. Father God, thank you again for another day to serve you and to worship you, God. Father, we just pray that as we've looked at this story about Martha and Mary, uh, that we will choose the better portion, God. Uh, Father, help us to be content, content with Jesus and who he is. Father, help us to be a non-anxious presence like he is. Father, help us to just enjoy and thrive um, just being with him and learning who he is, Lord, at his table. Father, may we always be uh, welcoming of others to the table. And Father, may we be uh, just so excited to be with you uh, that others want to be with you too. Lord, we love you. And we pray for your strength and, and your courage uh, to live for you each and every day. God, we pray that you will help us to be content with you and not be anxious about anything, but to lay everything down at your feet, Lord. We love you. We thank you most of all for Jesus and your Holy Spirit. It's through Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen.